Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Shungite Reality Show. It's February 27th, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me, we have Derek Condon and Mark Joseph and Walt Silva's back. So, um, welcome, Walt. <laughs> you want to say hi to everybody? Good morning, everybody, and thank you for having me back. It's, it's, uh, I miss you guys. <laughs> things happen are so interesting things uh, here. So, the, the, the other show is, is a different flavor, so I miss the show. Oh, I'm glad you're back. And Derek, Derek went on a trip. <laughs> I did, and I just threw some images in the chat room for those that are in there. Um, other than that, for li listeners later, I'll, I'll put them on the website. But yeah, good morning, everybody. And the trip she's talking about was to uh, Arizona, so I brought back some some goodies. Excellent. And Mark. Hey, Nancy, everybody. Glad to have Walt back, too. Should be a fun show. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um, well, why don't you just start telling them about your trip? We'll get into the, the trip thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can do that. So, I like a lot of you have probably heard before, I go down to um, Arizona, various cities. It depends. This time was Quartzsite, Arizona, um, which is one of the more common places I go because there's a lot of rock shows, rock and gem shows. And I actually missed them this year. They ended a couple weeks ago. But I've been going down so long now that I know a lot of people that, that have the warehouses or businesses. So I go, I still can go in the back and and visit and or just the regular stores. And anyway, go down there and pick up various rocks and crystals for Mystical Wear's um, physical store in Mount Vernon, Washington, but also the online store. I don't know if you've noticed, Nancy, but we've started putting hundreds of new, oh, everything from bracelets, not just Shanghai ones, but know various rock and crystal bracelets to uh crystal points to towers all sorts of stuff on the mystic wars online store um so that's why i'm i'm bringing back even more now so i brought back some i shared the images in chat um i'll just describe quickly not everything in the images everyone is brand new um but much of it is and some of the interesting things are uh like i was mentioning before the show <clears throat> chocolate um calcite so again for the people in chat uh, if you click on the top image, there's a, a photo of a bunch of large towers there or obelisks and the different shapes, actually. Um, but the darker brown ones, and you can zoom in on it, are literally look like you're stirring your mocha in the morning, just added some milk or something. It's really interesting. So hence the name. Um, and I'm going to go out there after the podcast and energetically, um, you know, perceive them. I'm going to check them out with my woo-woo vision and see what they feel like to kind of have fun with it. So... Uh, and I haven't had a chance to really do that yet, but they're real interesting. Um, but calcite are good amplifiers. They they uh, they 
calcite are good amplifiers. They put out more than they recede. So they are good. They're, they're good for amplifying the energies that you're working with. Calcite. It doesn't matter the the different colors have different uh, attributes, obviously. But yeah. just the fact that they're calcite, it means an, the the stone is an amplifying stone. It it, it instead of uh, taking away from energy, on the on the contrary, it gives you back more energy, more than you. Uh, put out <laughs> so. led to it for a reason i'm sure and again for those people in chat i would suggest try zooming in on them and you'll know that which ones i'm talking about because they're about two foot tall um and they're brown and white swirls um or rings on there but i mean anybody can you know search over, over, well it's most of it's over towards the left of the picture you're talking uh -huh. about yeah there's four big chunks on the left and then three on the right and some on the right are smaller yeah. Okay, so just so people can get a feeling for the size, the far one on the right, the tallest one, how tall is that? Oh, geez, I'd have to measure, but it's at least three foot tall. It's well over my head when I'm standing next to it. And that I mean, table under, the table under it. <laughs> yeah, because oh, you're, yeah, you're not under three foot tall. <laughs> no, not anymore. That was, that was many years ago. No, this was, uh, yeah, this is about three foot tall from its base. Um, and it's, I don't even know. I mean, I'll just, and I'm getting up there in the years, but I'll tell you, that thing was heavy. And I had to, actually, Jalissa and I reorganized all of that area today. So, yesterday alone, everything you see on both those, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll call them tables, but there's multiple tables put together of the spheres and towers. We had to take 100% of all that off, move the tables, realign it up, including these big pieces, and then do all that. Um, so, that's kind of the stuff that we, on our day off, what we ended up doing. And I bring it up because those chunks, I'm barely able to lift that rose quartz one in the middle now. Um, it's, I don't know, a couple hundred pounds. And once it, you don't want to get, at least me, you don't want to get it too low to the ground because you got to get it back up. Um, Deadlifting that much weight is not easy, probably for anybody at any age. So those things are big, is why I'm kind of telling you about the size. Um, there's not something you just reach in there and grab. Well, talking about the size, the third picture you put up with a heart-shaped, um, oh, yeah. what, I'm not even sure what it is. that. It, okay. Uh, well, that one I've had for a little while, the heart in the middle. And that's, um, by the way, that thing is, let's just call it from the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the left to the right side of the heart at its widest point. That's about three foot wide as well. So that's a huge heart. You don't just grab that thing either. Um, and you can kind of get the perspective from that shop light. And that's a pretty good size shop light. I have lighting it up below. And then I thought about it after I didn't have one, but those two new, which are what I'm really showing you here in this photo, is those two amethyst pieces on either side of the heart. I took the photo, shared it on Facebook, and I stood, I'm like, oh, maybe if I go, and I'm not going to do it, go break the one on the, the left in the photo so it looks like an eye. You have an I love you going on there. So I did, and I didn't do that on purpose. I just kind of noticed. Again, for listeners, basically there's a big amethyst piece with some, um, uh, something about that crystal in the middle. There's a clear crystal growing out of the center of his heart. Um, and then some polished, large, they're probably a foot tall amethyst crystal chunks that have been polished that look like a U. And then the other one is another U. So anyway, well, I don't think you should do anything with it because when I looked at it, I 
actually, I was looking at the small picture. I didn't realize it was even quartz behind it. I thought, oh, they put U's in there, meaning love you, love, love you, you know. And then I just, you know, blew it up a little bit, and I went, oh my gosh, that's quartz. <laughs> don't, don't do anything with that. That's just amazing. And I'm so glad to see it because you've had people that wanted to buy it, but you said to me, I put such a price on it that nobody can afford it. <laughs> Well, you can see the price down there. And by the way, everyone, that's an old price because last night I saw these prices. So in that photo, if you look down the bottom right, you can see it's, what does it say there? Druzy Amethyst Crystal Heart, 100 plus pounds and $7,000. Well, we saw it last night when we were moving everything because, of course, I put those pieces there like I told you. Um, and I'm thinking like, you know, and there's probably half a dozen of these huge pieces in the store. I'm like, uh-uh, raise the prices on because I don't, it's not to get more money from them. It's literally the opposite. I don't want them leaving the store. And then you think, well, don't put a price on them. Oh, trust me, I went there. And then, and then what happens is you get bombarded, not every day, but very often. Well, how much is this piece? How much was that? And then the employees get asked, and then they have to come find me. And I, so just to trickle down from a business owner's perspective, headache and time of doing that, um, you have to put a price on things or a do not sell. And if you do that, They'll come around, well, what you do not sell price. And so I'll just tell you, it's just little bits and pieces I hadn't thought about being a business owner. So I usually have to put prices on things. Um, but again, there's only like a half dozen of these big guys I just don't want leaving. No, no, don't let them leave. Mm -hmm. There's others. There. I'm not going to get into it all now and show the photos, but there's that's just one of them that happens to be in the photo. Um, and the sphere shot there, that's a Shungite sphere. So if you go to the the you know orbs or i wouldn't say orbs but spheres and then that's a blue quartz crystal sphere on the left with a bunch of it looks like the earth kind of with other minerals but and the color the color looks horrible in this photo because i just did a overall wide shot but that's shungite yeah. on the left there um you talk, you're that? talking about the second second one now mm -hmm, yeah and there's a lineup of i don't know i had a, a Apparently, spiritual help yesterday because that Kambaba Jasper, that's the biggest green thing on the table there, is over 300 pounds. And that had to be moved three times. Oh uh, my gosh. I know, oh my gosh. And that's like moving a cart over there. Jalissa is like getting ready to pull the stand out of under it because I'm sure not doing both. I'm bear hugging the thing, leaning over the table. So it's not even a, a deadlift. And then somehow you got to get it up in the air. She pulls the stand out and blah, blah, you know, puts it on a cart. And, and then we move the tables and move it back. And and then we realize, oh, we should have put tablecloths under all these big, heavy things. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I so thought you were a planner. <laughs> yeah, well, well, what I did was I noticed that people were moving. Uh, it, I'll just say <clears throat> spears were moved, and I saw the table getting scratched a lot from just the months of use. It wasn't yesterday. Um, so I'm like, well, let's do this. And so anyway. So oh, oh, over to the left in front of the... Uh, Amethyst uh, sphere. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, uh, what are those? Because you sent me one. You showed one, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta have that." You give it to me. <laughs> Send it to me. <laughs> you know. And I, I gotta tell you, it's sitting right above the computer here, and it looks so much like a, an eye. Like you know, I mean, it's just I love that. I love that energy off of that what is that stone because i can't remember what you told me at the time do you yeah, remember cool ones i'm trying to zoom in on the image because it says on them it's a jasper i mean i can go grab one that's my office so if you look in that same photo to the right 
All the way in the back, you see that window, and you'll see another Shungite sphere right there, and a computer screen. That's our Shungite station where people can walk up and learn stuff about Shungite. But my office, where I'm sitting right now, is behind those blue curtains. Um, and then, well, actually, I see right almost in the center of the yeah, picture. Uh -huh, yeah. It's off on perspective. And then there's a rack with products of Shungite stickers to the left. I don't expect everybody to go looking at all this, but it's all there. And just, I don't know, hundreds of Shungite shapes and sizes. And um, yeah, but anyway, and that's another, that's another Shungite sphere back there. Oh, you can zoom in pretty good if you look at that image. Maybe that's a whole computer station that I'll make available online too. But basically, you can click on whatever, be it Shungite bees or Shungite magnets or FAQ. And because we get so many people in there about Shungite that, you know, and so now that you have a perspective of my office, imagine coming out of my office and the doors to the right, you can't see um, down the hallway there. I mean, getting by all that Shungite stuff without somebody, stop, you know, asking a question or seeing me or this, that's why sometimes it's hard for me to do stuff. Or to move around in mystical wares. Well, it's a huge place. So they know where you're at. We know where he's at. Let's go to the back and we'll find him. <laughs> oh, we can move in my office. It doesn't matter. It's all good anyway. I'm just having fun. <laughs> um, it is kind of cool having that Shungite all, and you can, really can't see almost anything in the photo of the, of the different types of Shungite. You can visually see very little. But anyway. Okay, uh, now, no, one, two things. Um, one, I want to uh, have you explain to, because you put it up on your website, that. Um, Oh, geez. Uh, oh, uh, what is it? Uh, that World's Greatest. Uh, wh what's the name of the, comp the TV sh station? Oh, the one we had a song. We were on Bloomberg TV. Bloomberg, yeah. Greatest. I guess it's just called the World's Greatest. Yeah, but they go, they, they go around and they go to different... I mean, there's huge companies that have gotten that certification from them, right? Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca oh, yeah, they're all big ones. We're the smallest one, actually, they told us. Yeah, and, they were and, <laughs> and the reason that they they came to you, because you came, you didn't go to them, they came to you, was because they had people that worked for them that said, oh, this this place you got to see, right? That's right, yeah, I guess they had a producer, and they, they gave me, I thought it was a mocking email, basically saying, we really wouldn't have contacted you, but we respect so-and-so, and she's a producer of this, that, and the other. Um, so we looked at you, and, and then it kind of went from there, and then they saw, you know, it was legit, and all of a sudden they showed up at Mystical Wares, and anyway, I'll let you go on. Um, yeah, but they made a, they didn't, they came in and they made some kind of a film, right? Oh, yeah, they came in with a film crew and filmed us, and we did a, I did do a class, I had to have some, Friends come in is mock, or I'm sure there's another name for it, um, but sec, uh, whatever. People, fake customers. So as they walked around, they're filming, their crew is they're filming me walking around. I was over by the Shungite. They're asking me questions about Shungite, Shungite bees. And so they, were, they came to my office and recorded me doing some energy stuff as well. Um, again, I've never seen this. I never got on. It's on, uh, I don't know. Bloomberg TV. Yeah, Bloomberg TV, they told me to broadcast a few times, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe give me a heads up so I can go see it, because it's not like it's Netflix where you can go, oh, video on demand this. So you don't get to just go and see it. That's kind of the frustrating part, um, but whatever. Whoever, somebody will see it. I I won't. I'll tell you what, if somebody does see it, record it, please. Let me see. Maybe send it. 
Um, but yeah, that happened. Uh, and then, oh, I did a mock class. That's the other thing I did. We set up, I don't know, 20 or something chairs um, in Mystical Wares. And we do classes all the time. They're always free. So we did a, a Shungai class. I grabbed some big chunks and the, a big bucky ball as a prop. And people were asking me questions. I don't know what got cut, what didn't get cut, but they filmed for most of the day. Um, so, yeah, so that happened. Um, the other thing is the uh, the Shungite news. And just because people might have gotten confused, because I did, when you go to your website, you have a picture of the Shungite news paper thing. And I thought I was supposed to click on that to go to it. And instead, it's only the image itself. What? So it's, it's something, yeah, you might oh, want to look. Right now, I just tried it. Maybe refresh your browser. But I just clicked on it. And anybody in chat, if somebody in chat, please try and go to mysticalwares.com, scroll down, click on the Shungite News image Nancy's talking about. It looks like a newspaper. And verify for us that you actually land on the web page, which is running, Nancy. There's a whole blog on there. and it, it, which, um, Sorry, which page? Sorry, I'm trying to follow. That's okay. No, thank you. Shungite News. Uh, I already okay. But I, am I going to mysticalwares.com first? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yep, and then just scroll down a little bit, and there should be a Shungite News tab. Uh, and then you should okay. land on it. All right, all right. It's in the it's in the multiple pictures, Walt. It's got Shungite, the bees, the I love these little graphics, <laughs> and uh, Shungite News. Let me do this. Okay, and Shungite News. Okay, there it is. And then it should say Shungite News Source, and then a bigger picture of the newspaper. Uh-huh. And the basic okay, see that, that's, all right, so when you do that, the one I'm talking about is the one that... Sorry. It's the one that, it's the one that comes up on there, and if you click on that one, that's the one that is oh, I see confusing. Because I hit that and didn't scroll down. I thought that I'm was going to disable that. Okay. No, I'm with you. Thank you. I'm going to disable it so you can't even click on that now. I totally understand what you're saying. So now everybody can scroll down. And here in a moment, that'll be disabled, Nancy. I'm literally waiting on the browser to update. And if you scroll down on the news page, when I'm drawing, and there's good stuff all through there, lots of images I went and pulled from different videos um, of the mine, and there's multiple mines in Karelia, uh, in Russia, I should just say. Um, the bottom one has a video tour. So again, go to the very bottom of the Shungite news page. And this is for listeners later too. And you're going to see a tour page. I'm actually trying to get there now myself. And if you click on that tour, the um, Shungite mine. It's a free, free virtual tour. It's all okay. the way down. Shungite mine and, site. Perfect. So click on that whenever you can later, everybody. And it's going to look like it opened up, oh, a bunch of images. Uh-uh. There are 360 images shots, so move your mouse around in the photo and then click around because you can jump through there. It's like a virtual tour. Or you can quick jump to, let's call them bookmarks, on the images on the left. But it's not just a slideshow. So literally hold your mouse, spin it around, look 360, and what you're at is the uh, the regular Shungite, the Type 3 stuff that we use, the regular black. Um, that's this mine. It's different than the elite one, and we can get into that later if Nancy wants to. But that's the thing I was bringing his attention to is the free virtual tour. Um, and I didn't make this; it's something I found online and just got creative on setting up a link so it just pops you right there. 
Sorry, I, I lost my place trying to follow you. Okay, how do you how do how do you get back to what you're describing? Basically on the Shanghai news page, all, uh -huh. the, all the way on the very bottom, the last image you see, it should say free virtual tour with a little miner's hat. Just click on that. Free virt I don't see that. Are you on the news page still? I okay. Shanghai news. Shanghai news source. Shanghai updates from about All the way right down. Okay, and from there I go where? All the way down. Oh, yep. very bottom, past the pictures, and click on the little image I made of a, a miner's hat and tools. Uh, Shanghai. Oh, free virtual tour. Shanghai there Mindset. You go. Okay. There you go. Okay. Click and on it. Okay, and it looks like Google Maps. Yep. Yes, so you put your, your cursor over the Google Map and you can rotate it 360 degrees and then you can go forward into it. Okay. You don't, you, you don't, you don't want to play with it right now. Well, okay, just look, like a Google Street look, View. Yeah, you're going to see the pictures above. You're going to see similar activity but you can actually kind of go through it i was disappointed because i go remote viewing wise to the shanghai field i had hundreds of ten thousands probably um and i was not in the place that i know you know it was like no 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 that's not where i go where do i go <laughs> you know it's like so um because well, and, and there I want you to explain answer. that. Yeah, I want you to explain that. That yeah, you're on with me. So explain you know, this is this is a section of the mind. Oh, okay, so you want the physical part. Okay, because there's a whole nother woo-woo explanation to that, because I'll tell you that's this is one I won't get too much into now. This is our version, or and again, I don't know how much you do on the Shungite um reality podcast on this stuff, but this is hmm, our version of it there's other densities you know people get into the whole multiverse term or dimensions but there are multiple overlays on this and all of them have their own shanghai it's a different physical rock version of it that manifests on their version but uh, again that, i can drag that on for now and i don't want to but you were, okay. when you were well when you were remoting that you were literally visiting let's call it like three or four i make up that number versions of that shanghai mine all manifested at once like two so, the, so, so, so it's it, it's like the location has locked Correct. in all Correct. of the various timelines of shungai that is exactly right because so, uh -huh. essentially i could be going back to the moments after it hit yeah at any time or even another example you're going back to any time you know i mean it it or multiple times at once. Or multiple timelines at once. Very that's, interesting. That's what it is. And that happens, that happens to people. So if you walk around a thick crowd, some of those people are there, some of them aren't in this density. But visually, you'll see them. Again, that's a whole other podcast on that one, too. That is difficult for, you know, most people to wrap their heads around. But does that make the Shanghai different from from density to density meaning some yes. shanghai is more dense others are less than dense yeah more effective in some densities or realities than others but the version of it that we need in ours will have all those frequencies from whatever densities it needs uh -huh. so that's the beauty of it oh yeah 
And then the add-on, you can now imagine whatever other energy aspect you want to assign to Shungite, and it's there on some other density, and then you quantum entangle with it and make it active on yours. I know that's another statement to hard to wrap your head around, but basically it's whatever you can imagine it to be and used in that way. That's the thing. And I don't know, it could probably be explained, you know, more thoroughly by someone else, but I don't just sit around contemplating this stuff. Um, it just is what it is for me. And I know it's for everybody because it's just a, a realization thing. So um, in, in, in this, uh, for example, question here, on mm -hmm. this field that we see in these images where you see the hill, you see the road, you see the vehicles, okay, is there a specific area or spot where you, someone who's looking for Shungite will actually find the uh, elite Shungite, the highly dense Shungite, or, no. or is it that to be found in a totally different location? Totally different location, not at this spot, because I know then some people, because it's the, the logical step to go to in your mind, oh, a mine with stuff. Oh, the really shiny elite stuff is there in a vein. No. All that's at this mine, as Nancy's mentioned before, it's a surface-cleared mine, where they're basically just bulldozing it and plowing it, so they're not using explosives or anything like, well, to a degree, um, just to break up the ground. But anyway, that's what this is. The elite or noble, the shiny stuff, I tell everybody not to put in their water, is found at a whole other location. I'll have to do the search, but I don't know, I'll put it dozens of miles away, so not like throwing a rock and you're hitting it. Oh, okay. Yeah, whole different location, and there's no... Regu what I'm going to call regular Shungite, the black stuff we use, no regular Shungite is at that other location. It's not a thing. It's in the same region, so now what I, what I recommend we all do is in our imagination when we're thinking about this, think of the, the area of Karelia. You don't have to know what it looks like. Just know there's an area called Karelia, and there's a bunch of lakes there, <clears throat> mountains. Zoom out, so push the earth away in your imagination, and know that the Shungite location is not just... One spot, again, that we typically go to logically in our heads is a mine place. It's an entire region or area, all there in that, you know, I don't know where the border hits, but still there in that Karelia, Russia area, but around the different fingers of, there's a big lake system there um, that would look like fingers and just inlets and outlets. So it's peppered around. So what I'm saying is, oh yeah, there's other Shungite mine locations they don't know about, um, and it's the accumulation of frequencies from all those densities affecting those rocks in our reality, <clears throat> allowing them to become Shungite. You know, I have to go fast, or I don't even get the stuff out. So, I don't know if you have any questions on that, man, or Nancy Walmart or anybody, but um, that's what's doing it. And then, that's why it can be in different spots. And there'll be other rocks, like the Colombian Rackerite, that's found, well, I guess in Colombia, that, oh yeah, physically, remember, just physically, on 10% of reality, it looks and tries to respond like Shungite, but it doesn't have the quantum or multi-density energetic qualities that Shungite has because of the region. So there's a lot of fakes out there. Well, there's a, uh, years and years ago, I saw a YouTube presentation where they showed an elite mine, and it was like uh, it was like you were inside of a of a cave, it was, it, uh, God, I wish I could find this. Cave. Uh, yeah, but you're inside a cave, but the cave has got water, this water, okay? And it goes out, you can look out the, the door of the cave, if you will, which is, I'm talking, this has to be two stories tall, 
This is a huge uh, cave, okay, where they were, cavern type of thing, right? And so they showed two pictures, and one was when the water was, it was in the summertime, water's there and everything. I think there was even a canoe in it. Probably that's how the guys got there to take the pictures. But then there was also a winter scene where it was all iced over. But when you look at it, in the winter scene, it was just, it was unbelievably beautiful. And the energy coming with all that ice on the on the, the elite, you know, I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, to be there in the, and physically surrounded by that has to be like, uh, died and went to heaven type of thing, you know? It's just, I, I can't even imagine. But anyway, um, and the, when when you when it was you know summertime you could see the entire thing was just all elite shungite all elite it was it's spectacular if anybody finds those pictures please let us you know know about it because it was uh i don't think it was the shungite mine this is being done by the shungite mine people um and i do want to point out that these are some very good people you know, we've had interaction with what's, them. what's impressive is the vegetation is like, wow, it's so strong and so fertile. <laughs> you, you, this is, this doesn't look like an industrial location because an industrial location, the vegetation suffers because of all the industrial work. But on the contrary, this, this vegetation is so healthy and strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you know, it's, it's a special place on Earth. And going back to the... Um, what time is it getting to be? Okay. Going back to the... Uh, okay. YouTube things. Okay. You've got a... At the bottom of... I looked at all of them. Um, the Shungite Mine videos. One of them is... It, it, the, 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 the photography is terrible. Because they're going too fast, you can't really feel what you're doing. You're just going in and in and deeper into this thing. Um, that was kind of frustrating because I kept wanting to stop. I want to look at this, you know. And they just kept walking, so it's a little frustrating. Um, and then there's one with um, cosmic silver shungite, how it's made. That Derek put that together. And remember, when you hear people talking about silver shungite, it is not. It is not cosmic silver shungite. And if you want to know the difference, you might want to look at that video there. Um, I didn't look at the how Shungite shapes are carved. I seem to have missed that. <laughs> and then he's got the audio book up. That anybody that's got Shungite beehives, you really need to, to go through that and, um, because it's just a tre treasure trove of information. In the bottom is this Russian scientist talking about Shungite. And... Honestly, you, you normally, <laughs> how to explain it, there's subtitles, he's talking in Russian, and there's subtitles, but he spends five minutes talking, and you've got one subtitle up there, <laughs> I don't know what the man was saying, <laughs> you know, but he was make. I mean, as, as best as the AI, AI translator could make it, I took the clips of uh, the uh, actual words what what they were saying was the transcript and i've got uh, the list of them and i really want to go through that because there's things in and i think this is fairly old i think i saw it when it first came out and i think it was oh, years, ago. years and years yeah. ago yeah yeah 
Um, and so, but it it was um, very very informative because the guy who's talking and and it I didn't see it in the YouTube stuff. Maybe it was down below who he is and all that. I I think I didn't. Again, I was rushed last night uh, trying to get all of this into my head for today. Um, but this this. This is something we can go now with, or we can turn it over to Mark because Mark's always got something he wants to uh, bring up. And um, I hope you didn't send me any more clips, Mark, because I've only got those three. <laughs> Let's open it up to Mark. Yeah. Okay. Mark. Um. No, no. I mean, uh, we, we can wait till the clips till later. Um. You know, with Derek's trip to Arizona, I'm sure there's a lot to share. Um. Especially the the trip over there, and if you run into any five G or odd lights, that's another thing. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure we cover that whole thing. And we'll get get to the clip, clips later. I, I sent you like five um, over the weekend. What, what do you mean by three? There were there were three well, new I, ones the other day. I sent you I sent you a reply back saying that two of them I couldn't open up. Yeah, and I replied back where okay, this is how oh, you no, open them up. I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. You got to message message me on the cell phone that you've added something to it because I just don't have the time to keep up with the email. I think I got sixty thousand emails in my email account right now. Only, only just sixty thousand. Yeah, no, because I've taken out well. Over, I mean, I, when I go and take them out, I'm taking out tens of thousands of them. You know. Wow. It's like block, uh, what do they call it, you know, block taking out. Take out everything about from this a this address, you know. Gee. But anyway, that's my problem. <laughs> um, okay, so you heard the question Mark asked you, Derek. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm looking right now, it's funny, it's behind the scenes. I'm Googling spiritual meaning behind, I'm putting donkey. And people go, what the heck are we talking about? Well, what's funny is, uh, well, now they're, they're burrows, but out in Arizona, there's wild burrows, or just think donkeys, out, they're out there in the desert, that's a thing, um, and more often than not, my dad's lived in um, various parts of Arizona, so all over, and in the deep desert, which is, anybody that knows, that's quartzite, um, so when you see stuff, that's where you're going to see it, and he hasn't seen them in decades, but for some reason, this is my second time now on my last trip there, and this one, I'm driving, I'm in the middle, well, okay, I'm... 20 minutes west outside of Needles, California. And that's actually where my dad grew up as Needles. Um, desert, nothing out there but cactus, cacti, um, and uh, dirt and, and little critters, and that's it. So, and even out there, you don't usually see them. But again, for some reason, both my ears are ringing again. For a reason, I was driving up and I saw six of them eating on the side of the road. You know, they didn't stand up and wave their hoof at me or anything like that. Nothing more interesting. But it's not lost on me, the fact that they are so rare and the fact that they keep getting placed in, you know, where I'm going to see them sort of thing. And this, I'm always talking about for everybody. So if you saw, and again, it was for me too, the, the two crow thing. And yes, I know crows go in pairs and things like that. But if it's such a, a, a circumstance when you see it that it draws your attention and then it draws your attention to the woo-woo, well, maybe that means, well, that there is enough of your spider senses going off, just you even having that thought to where maybe there is something to it. And then if you don't think of that the next time, well, then that's when maybe there isn't. So now nobody has to get stuck. Again, not that anybody was 
in the, well, does that mean something or doesn't it? If it occurs to you that there may be more to it, then it always has more. And even if there wasn't and you, you pulled the trigger too quick, well, then your guides around you are going to sure make sure that something comes in your, your purview while you're looking into, in this case, spiritual meaning of donkeys. They're going to make sure I read something about it. So I'm going to, it's always going to be good if you realize it from that perspective. Um, and I know that's not Shanghai talk, but that's something that happened on this trip, which is what I was asked about. So like right now, I got up my screen, some image saying donkey, the donkey spirit brings determination, service, and fortitude. Donkeys work tirelessly to carry out the burdens of others. Um, your donkey spirit can help you set limits and recognize when you are taking on too much. Donkey teaches one to listen, trust, and respect our own intuition. And I never in my life have even given any thought to spiritual meaning of the donkey or anything like that. But when it happens so rare, and again, my dad even paused when I was chatting with him on this trip that he stopped me because, you know me, I go 100 miles an hour. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was in this area, blah, blah, I saw six donkeys sitting there doing this. And I don't get into woo-woo stuff with him. Um, and then he, he pauses, he goes, you saw that, and he goes into it. And I realized then that, oh, that's right. He doesn't see him. He goes all over the place. He's out there in his quad all the time and or just on foot. I mean, not animals that if you, because I told you on the side of the highway, and I was on uh, highway or highway, whatever it's called, 40, going in the needles, just, again, for those that want to know. Um, I mean, so if somebody swerved a foot to the right coming on their side of the road, they don't hit one. And they didn't, they're that close. So they're not like a deer where if there's a car, they're skittish. They they own their space. Um just again, just for some. Well, maybe, the, maybe they weren't donkeys. Maybe they yeah, were. On a, yeah, on a I went to the same. I went to the same <laughs> thing, Derek. These were your donkeys. You know, they were, a, yeah. they were on Yeah, another type of donkey may have not have gotten to the road. You know what I'm saying? That's they came, out, they came yeah. out to do a little dance for you, and I'm going to tell you that having gone through what we've gone through in the last few months. That that when you read that, I I laughed right out loud, because that was the message that you kept not wanting to hear. You know, regarding slowing down. And you're you're right, and that's funny because it took three different times me being slapped in the head like this to even, and I didn't do it till just now while you guys were chatting a couple minutes ago. Type what I type in spiritual meaning of burrows or donkeys, and I hit enter. And that's what I did. And I'll tell you, that did occur to me, but for only a split second. So I'm going to, again, use myself as an example, how easy it is for even, you know, woo-woo guy like me, and we're all woo-woo individuals, um, to have that moment. And it occurred to me while I was driving, like, nope. Because I heard the, I'll put it this way. I heard the message in my head saying, nope, there's more to it than that. There's something behind it. And then, boom, maybe a new song went on the radio, and I started, you know, belting that out or something. You know, lost in 3D again, to be totally blunt. So that did happen, and then I had to get slapped in the face again. And then, they, so I'm just again use myself as an example. We all, you know, fall back asleep, but if it comes at you so many times, you should look at it. Like it didn't occur to me again until Walt and Nancy both just said, you know, maybe they were my woo woo donkeys, and that was for again a fraction of a second in my head, and I didn't hold on to that long enough, and I should have. But again, that's just us living life down here in 3D, getting hit by the next thing in your face. Um, the thing of it is, is that you told me, you know, you, I, I asked you, I said, you know, blah, blah, blah. And your response to me was, I was being told to slow down and I didn't. You, you already had come to that realization. And, you know, I mean, because I, I talk to him all the time. He's on this, these, these trips. 
So we had had the conversation probably in and around that time. And then, boom, you see the burros, the donkeys. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, I mean, they don't, the universe does not allow you to miss something they're trying to tell you. They tell it to you in so many different ways. And if you're if you're astute and you go, oh well, then you only have to be told once. But it's like Derek says, we we lose track of this stuff, the magic that's all around us. Like those donkeys, probably your dad would never see, because they're not your dad dad's donkeys. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm trying to get anything else on the oh, lots of what people call UFOs. But see, those I've been doing that stuff. It even occurred to me on this trip too that I had the memory, and I have very few memories um, of how easily the 80s, and I'm sure way before that, you know, laying out watching different craft. And of course, you had the little lights up in the in um, space moving, some turning and flashing when you acknowledge them, and all this kind of stuff. Um, but then craft as well, and that's what we're on this. Um, I don't know what I told you, Nancy, but it was probably when we disconnected when I was Mount. Shasta area, but I was already past it. There's another, I don't know, I'm going to call it a hillside. I don't want to waste somebody's time. I was podcasting, explaining these things. It'd be for the very few that know the area I'm talking about. Um, but there's another mountainside right near Mount Shasta that looks like a pile of rubble. It's Hello, a couple thousand um, feet tall. So that's where, I don't know, again, you call it a UFO, popped out of it and didn't nothing exciting there other than coming out and and taking off and flying away. It was, I don't know, maybe a mile or two from me. You know, I don't really know. It's hard to judge when it's that far. So it's not like it was like, oh, look behind that tree. No, it was a little further off. But you could see that it was a craft of some kind flying. So and I say UFO because you know I didn't see some ET waving out the the portal to me or anything. It's just uh, bright and shining. You can tell it was physical. So that happened. But again, that stuff. I mean, that happens to everybody probably the thing is we don't slow down to notice it or differentiate it from something else because some of these i've had to take a separate look at and realize oh wait that's not a plane and then all of a sudden the thing takes you know a 90 degree turn and goes you know hard left or something well planes don't do that um or and that's just one example but and i'm just bringing it up so that everybody realizes we often we see these things and we just don't realize what they are. Or I've been with people that have seen the same object and they see something totally different. It's not in the reality to accept it. So they're, and this is some psychiatry. I'm sure there's a term out there. So some, some you find that family members of psychiatrists or be psychologists either way. Um, and there's a thing for that where our mind will literally change the visual perspective for us. If it's, we don't want to accept in our reality, but for those of us that do, you get to see through, what we're calling, so often we think some of these UFOs are cloaked or they turn on inviso um, ability or something, this, that, and the other. They don't need to. Us little humans do it ourselves. We literally won't accept in our reality, and that's the greater portion of us. Even if we believe in UFOs, doesn't matter. You don't believe you're going to see one. You don't believe it's 100 feet from you. Wherever you fall in on that, there's always a, usually a portion of that or more. And then it's out of your reality. You don't get it. see it on the visual spectrum. It's not that it phased anywhere. Same thing with Sasquatch. They're out there. They don't need to go invisible most of the time. That's they don't. It's not. They're gonna. We're gonna make them invisible. So that's kind of the funnier part about it. Um, and good luck, you know, trying to explain that to some of these Sasquatch hunters and things. 
Um, but that. Right. Well, because 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 I I am thinking about it, and I, I I don't know if I've ever told this story on on radio, but sometimes they demonstrate that they're real with such a <laughs> in your face. You're not gonna you, you can't you know you can't explain it any other way than it's a UFO that shouldn't be there based on reality, because we were uh, I was in college. And we were walk. I was like, there were there were like four people in front of us, and there was three people with me, two others with me, and we were, you know, they're a little in front of us, and we're walking, and we're going to a movie, and we're walking through this big field, and all of a sudden, I got this spooky little woo woo feeling, and I turned around, and flying, I'm talking, it was maybe 10 stories above us. Tens, every story is 10 feet, so you can visualize, you know, ten, a 10-story 10 building. You know, that, it, that's how close this sucker was to us, or at least it felt that way. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my God. And the thing was moving really, really slow, and there wasn't any sound. And it flew right over us and then right over the people in front of us. And all of us saw it. I mean, you couldn't help but see it. And it kept going, and it went for about, a, I would think, about a mile, mile and a half. And it made a 90-degree turn, and then went probably, I would think, no more than two miles, if that. Made another 90-degree turn, and started, you know, going back towards where it came. And all of a sudden, there's this blinking, blinking, blinking lights coming up. And what had happened was that this... Where we were at the University of Massachusetts is very close to a, an Air Force base. And apparently they'd picked it up because they sent up a... I'm crying out loud. They, they, they picked it up because they had sent a jet. It was a jet fighter that was in the air chasing this thing. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> we can see the jet coming towards it. It stops. And up from the ground comes this red light. It was basically a red light. You knew it was a, a some kind of a craft, but it was basically a red light that went right up underneath it and then disappeared. And boom, it took off and was gone in a fraction of a second. That reminds me, when you mentioned the jet, that happened to me again. It happens every trip, everyone. So, you know, I don't know all my, my jets, but an F-16-like Jet again, Nancy, so it was when I was leaving courtside, so it was early in the morning, um, flew right over, so not, oh, well, this jet over off in the distance, no, right over my van, I was in very low, right over my van, and I was going out there on that spot of the highway. Again, not half a mile ahead of me, not a half mile behind me, just like my Sasquatch stories in the um, forest line, multiple of them, where two of these jets will fly upside down so they can see you, and they acknowledge you, that low to where I can see the human inside the cockpit, um, and the treetops are moving, so I'm like, yeah, that's like movie scene low. I didn't know it was even possible. And cross right over you, me out there. But this was just one this time. Um, but it happened again. I don't even think about it. If you hadn't just said that that jet story, I would never mention this one again um, because those things happen every time, and nothing else comes of it. So I don't. There's not like leaflets being dropped on me. I don't hear a secret message. So it's more of like, I don't know, an acknowledgement. Like, hey, we know you're there you know now you know we know and that's about it whoever they are 
no maybe idea. they're just maybe they're just showing off look look what i can do look i gotta do it can fly upside down <laughs> oh yeah well when i'm doing those ones that's where i'm out in the middle of the forest meeting many miles out alone i've been with family members when it happens and they'll wait so i'm in a certain patch where i can look through the trees these are several hundred foot tall uh, pine trees or cedars or and different types and look up and the jets will all of a sudden literally do a, an x they'll cross over each other upside down above my spot and multiple times um, and that's when I was on that one, that's when that, what you would call a straight up UFO, no more than, I don't know, 200 feet. So a couple of semi trucks away from me flying through the canyon. So I was up on the side of a, a cliff, trees everywhere though, but there's always outcroppings where you can just then all of a sudden, you know, catch your breath and look down in the canyon, just off to your right, let's say in this case. And then, and the mountains on the other side, just a few hundred feet away. So it's literally just a big canyon right there. Orb comes flying. I think I was with my daughter this time. Orb the size of like a VW Bug, a small car, slow and just bright, comfortable white light pulsing. And I'm going, are you kidding me? This is like some movie. And I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff by this time. And this was years ago, but I'd still been there, done that, we'll say by then. But for this to be that blatant, I literally expected like a door to open and, you know, somebody to smile and, you know, wave or something. But it came and again, I don't know, a couple hundred feet off, so like stupid close, and just kind of floated around there, hovered, like, I don't know, was looked at us, and then it floated away. Again, no more exciting than that, but that blatant. And then, I don't know, half an hour later, I'm in a whole new reality. I didn't think about that anymore. Boom, here come the two fighter jets upside down, again, looking, and you can see their heads moving. And I've had similar things happen at the prison system when I was a correctional officer with um, silent helicopters. I won't get into all that. I've told it before. Um, doing almost the exact, not upside down, but the same thing where they get right, and it was a vehicle this time though, get right above you and acknowledge you. And that's, it's just an acknowledgement thing. I guess some could read it as an intimidation thing, but with my life, <laughs> take a lot more than that to intimidate. Um, so it just was an, oh, okay. You know, it's like, you know, let's see what else happens, but nothing does. So anyway, that happens. No, you, you, you know, that, that, it, it's you have people that, that go out to certain areas and they go, okay, show yourselves, you know, and they do. We know uh, the California guy, uh, you know who I'm talking about. He asked you to go visit him. Oh, um, thank you. Well, I'm thinking. Of, I know. Uh, <laughs> he said he rancher. Yeah, everybody knows him too. Um, but the the um, the whole concept of interaction with these different vehicles the, the one that really stands out in my mind as being like preposterous because it was they told me beforehand we were doing a radio show and if dolly's out there she'll know exactly who i'm talking about and it was this guy that claimed he was in touch with the ets or he was an et or whatever and he happened to know my area. He lived down here in South Florida. And it, it, it was a very strange experience. Um, <laughs> but he said, you know, oh, you've got an ET in your, in your area right now. And then he said, oh, that's the, and he names them. And he said that, um, and I, I, I don't even think, I think I asked him a couple of questions, but he was kind of vague on on who they were and what they were. He says, well, it's out there, so keep an eye out. <laughs> okay. 
So I leave the show. I mean, the show's over. I go next door. I've got Peter with me and Betsy, friends. And we go over to Sandy's house. And we're sitting out in the yard because it was a beautiful night. And we were having dinner. And we just finished dinner and we were drinking coffee and, and dessert and stuff. And all of a sudden, I looked up and I see this triangular vehicle that is so close to the ground that if you, I can't imagine that not everybody around is seeing it, you know. And I could tell it wasn't very far away. It was over the, the city, you know. And so I said, uh, guys, look over that way. <laughs> I didn't tell them what. I just said, look over that way and pointed. And they turned around and they were like, oh, oh. Oh, and the thing of it is, is that each one of us explained what we saw, and each one of us had seen something different, and yet we all had seen it. Sandy didn't. She'd been, she went in the house. <laughs> she wasn't even out there, and we had another one, uh, another friend of us that was with Sandy. So there were myself, Peter, Betsy, and Susie all saw something different. It was all triangular. We saw that. But the colors of the lights were were different for some people. Um, what they saw happen was different for some people. And I never was sure that we actually saw something. Or was this projected into our minds? And like you were alluding to, uh, Derek, our minds have to try to make sense of what we're, is coming into our, our, our mind. And... So it kind of like makes up a story. Maybe it's this. And you're, you are perceiving the story that your mind is trying to make up to explain what it's seeing. And that, that to me was a real demonstration of what you were saying. You know, that it depends on the person, how they interpret the visual input that they're getting. So I just wanted to point that one out, because that was, and again, you know, <laughs> there's going to be something up there, right? He tells me that. And Peter heard it, too. He was here listening to the show. So, but the other two, they didn't. And Susie actually drew a picture of what she saw. She's an artist. So, uh, yeah, seeing a UFO, and, and not, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know how much is just put in our heads and how much is really out there. I know there's stuff out there. But, again, why do certain people... I mean, I've been seeing these things all my life. And why are certain people... Why do they show themselves to certain people? It's because everybody has their own energy field. And certain people's energy fields are compatible with each other, you know, Maybe we came from the same planet. Maybe we're on the same mission. Maybe it's just, you know, our awareness of, of everything. It's, uh, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm not sure that anybody sees what I see <laughs> in my reality. Yeah. Nobody can see what you see. No, the, no. The simplicity itself. And that's the beauty of it. That's why every person matters. You know, it's, it's like we have disagreements on this, that, and the other thing. But it doesn't mean both people... Well, it, that's, 
that's the problem with this this uh, spiritual war that we're in the middle of, is that everyone thinks that it's normal for everyone to be the same, and that's not normal. For everyone to be the same, it's not a normal thing. People people are not clones. People are not things, born, you know, born of seeds or something like that. Everyone is supposed to be different. It's the natural way to be is to be different. I mean, if if there's something that I learned from human design, it's how different we are. It's when we want to be the same, that's when you you run into trouble. When you you want everyone to be the same, and everyone goes to school and and talks the same and does the same, and, and, and and you go through life hating yourself because you hate being the same as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, and they they think that's a normal thing. No, that's there's absolutely nothing normal about being the same with everyone else. You're supposed to be different. Even for take a take a vegetation. Okay, go to the forest. Take a look at the plants. Show me two trees that are exactly identical. No, they'll they'll be similar, similar, endlessly similar. But the, you will never find two. Two trees, two bushes, two flowers, two, 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 two of anything that's exactly the same. Impossible. It just that doesn't happen. It's an amazingly complex thing we are in called reality. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Derek, finish your, finish your, the trip was, was fairly non-complicated, correct? Yeah, it was actually one of the calmest and uh least eventful in a good way um trip of i think probably any of them so that's good no drama we'll say amazing no drama in your life i know well for moments yeah (laughs) now let me ask you something i've been meaning to ask you was that um that that rest stop with it it was open did you find a place to stop (laughs) even though it was okay cat no, did I tell you anything about a cat or not? No, what was about the cat? Oh. Right, let me just let me just let me just say this. Yeah. I'm talking to him, and many times when he's doing these trips, he's like, he never says to me, "Oh God, I got I've got to pull over." He never says it to me. He's he's always like, "No, I'm going to drive for another two hours." Oh, I'm going to drive for three. Hours. I mean, it was like, and he says to me, "Oh, I I've got to I've got to pull over," and I'm going like. Geez, he he doesn't say this to me. So I figured, well, if he's saying it to me, he must really need to pull over. And we got talking about the next rest area, and I said to him, well, let me just look up and see if I can find it, because, you know, you could drive right by it because you don't know where it is. So I do, and the darn thing was, what, was it 10 minutes out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was 10, 10 minutes out. And then he's concerned about, well, will it be open? Because a lot of these places aren't. And will there be a place for me to park, you know? So, and it was opened. And then he hung up on me because you know, who was calling him. <laughs> you know, so I never knew that if he, if he actually had a place to, you know. But, again, it was like th- this trip was different because what was, what was the odds of him calling me and saying that and it was 10 minutes in front of us, you know? I said, just see one close and, you know, and boom, there it was right in front of him. So, um, yeah, I, I, I found that it was a, well, actually, we kind of bored each other. <laughs> it was more of a story. 
Because, oh, go ahead. Yeah, the cat, the cat. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just it. Because I don't. I've been to you know this trip how many times? Who knows? Lots of times, dozens. Um, and I go to dozens of rest stops along because I'm going through depending on my route four to five states at a time, and often in just one run without even stopping other than for gas. Um, and I, don't know, I can do that. So when I did it, what's funny, Nancy, is and I'm pointing this out because I don't memorize every rest stop or what's at this one or is this one. You know, I'm not thinking about it. It's it's instantaneous. I need the next one or not. It's just a intuition thing, I guess, or working it out with you. So on that one, I didn't know until later. So I did get there, pulled in. I have a van. I have a cot in the back and a sleeping bag, just the bare essentials. That's all I need. Um, so I pulled over that one and rested for a while. When I well, you can call it that. Um, you are still at a truck stop. So I was re-getting my grouping, and then all of a sudden, um, when I get up, it starts. it's finally lighter out because it's often late, always dark when I pull in these places. Um, and I, I go to the restroom area, come back, and there's a cat under my van, a little calico cat. And it takes me a minute to realize, and I realize, oh, okay. And then I go, wait a minute, because I remember lots of these trips, lots of rest stops. I was at this exact same rest stop, and I don't know how, what, how many trips ago. It was one, one to two years ago at this rest stop. Because uh, there's only certain ones to stop. It depends on the time of day I'm going through there. If it's the middle of the day, I'm not stopping at a rest stop for any reason. Um, there's just no need. So I had met that cat one to two years ago, and I recognized it, too, at that same rest. Because I park I'm in a big van. It's really long, so it's obnoxious to park. So... I park out of the way of everyone else, so I'm not being annoying or taking up multiple spots, so away from others, and that's, so I'll always use that, um, pick those certain spots, and that's where the cat was, apparently owning this little nook of trees um, and things like that, so I came out of you sitting there, um, and I didn't have anything really good, I didn't have a pile of cat food, so I had some, some bread I had with me, so I took out a couple pieces of bread, broke it up, and I don't know, took less than a minute, and the cat was over, because it's, it's feral, um, is on top of me, you know, eating the bread and petting it, literally rolling around on its back in the in the dust in the because I'm basically in a parking spot. I'm just sitting on the ground at this point. Um, doing that, but and it was, I mean, nothing more exciting than that other than a, a cool moment with an awesome kitty. Um, but the fact that it was the same cat from so long ago and it came out and acknowledged me, so that definitely grabbed my attention because I wouldn't have remembered it. Um, again, just one of those. Hundreds of things that happen to me on any given trip on any given year. It's not like I do these things once in a while. So it's it's really just you know how fast it's like a my life's like a three TV shows happening at once in fast forward. So good luck on hanging on to any part or piece of it or tying them together. That's where Nancy and and Walt and Mark and others have to come. But but you know that cats can and do teleport. Yeah, he doesn't well, live there. He doesn't live there. He was just there to see you. <laughs> when he was healthy, I mentioned that to Melissa. No, you're probably not wrong on that. And I mentioned like, I don't know how healthy. I mean, how I mean, perfectly healthy, no issues. It wasn't like what we say, flea bitten, you know, or all torn up or issue. No, it was perfectly beautiful. Oh wait, I have a photo. I'll send you guys an image. Um, I'll get it in the chat room at least. Uh, I forget I take do these things. Um, so perfectly healthy, beautiful cat. As you'll see, okay, I do still have it. Good. Because often I get rid of these things. Um, anyway, so that happened, and I'll, that'll be up in chat in just a moment, you guys. I don't want to get distracted and, and do this while we're chatting. But anything else on the trip? Nothing exciting, I don't think. 
Well, okay, then we're at the top of the hour, so let's just take us a break, and we'll be back in three and a half minutes. Welcome back to Shungite Reality. It's February 27th, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon and Mark Joseph and Walt Silva. And um, that's not a that's not a colleague. <laughs> that's not a calico. That's a turtle shell. I have two of those. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I'm back. Do you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear you. I got your loud and clear. All right, I want to see this. Oh, there's the donkey thing. I haven't been paying attention to this. Oh, you're in the chat room then. Okay, yeah, the donkey thing's up there. Oh, okay. 
And then the image, and I, okay, so all of the podcast hosts on right now, <laughs> I do not have complete control. I'm talking about the image of Shungite Reality Podcast, where I tried to get all of our, you know, likenesses up there. That's me typing into an AI image generator, trying to get, you know, I'll just say those things want to tend to go a certain direction. So to, to try and individualize this all, even remotely similar to what we actually look like, good luck. Um, yeah, but that's that's what that is. So I was just having fun with it. Um, you know, usually while I'm, you know, doing something else at the same time. And then yeah, and anyway, under that's the cat. A couple of times, it was he was quick, so it was hard to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have two of those, two girls. <laughs> but that's well, I have, I have Larry. I have Larry. That's very similar. Most calicos are female, by the way, like ninety-seven percent, I think. Yes, they are. Yeah, so this this was a boy. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I have to keep going on cat talking. Oh, cat images on a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> on the Shanghai radio show, yeah. So anyway, so. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I say, I've got the, I've got, we could talk about what the scientist said or is there something that you want to any of you any of you out there want to bring up? I want to throw it back at Mark for Mark and or Walt for a second too to make sure because they they're pretty good at topics. Silence. Is Mark? Um, yeah, I, I could ask something. So Nancy, uh, I, I forget. Was I listening to like six hours of your past shows, Cosmic for the After, or and then so what? Say what? Um, there was a thing where you were talking about um, buying a battery or something, um, a generator, and then something about prepping, and it, it's that it wasn't about preparing, but it's about mindset. Do you remember that topic you guys were talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I think that's important because you have all these things where like people are adding different layers of shungite, this and that, and whatever Faraday cage, you know, and it's it's not. The 3D, it's about, you know, the mindset. Yeah, what happened was that it, we were continually being bombarded with information. And because I watch Fox and I watch all of the different, you know, kind of woo stuff and the, the reality reality, um, you, you get into a certain paranoia all the time. I mean, it's always around you, prep, 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 prep. And I fell into it. And I started looking at this generator that's solar-powered that you can use to mitigate the loss of electricity. And I'm going like, and I'm having this conversation with my head, right, myself. And, okay, well, you know, it's a lot of money. It's very expensive. A lot of money. Well, let's look at it. Let's just, let's just look at it. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and we're, I'm going through it, and they're... It probably could have been worth the money. I mean, it was like, yeah, at least you at least you know you can keep the computer going. If you, but then I'm going like, well, if I might get the computer going, but am I connected to the internet? If you've lost all the electricity, and then I start going that way, and then all of a sudden I was like, I think my higher self or that you know whatever said, what's well, stop, stop, because I had gotten caught in the paranoia, and so I went through this whole thing. Only to realize, well, 
if I don't need it, I don't have to buy it, and I'm not going to need it. And I think that's what you're talking about, right, Mark, that we really have to grab a hold of ourselves sometimes and say, wait a minute, you're manifesting that situation where you will need it. Why don't you just have a manifestation where you don't need it? Oh, okay. So that's that's basically where I went with it. Was that makes, what you were makes perfect sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you have to you have to be careful of you know, there's so much out there that can just I mean, I don't have a lot I don't have any distractions compared to some of you people. You've got jobs, you've got families, I got no, you know, no, I, my job is this, I do this, you know, and that's it. Um and and if I'm falling into it, you know, I I don't have too many other things clouding my mind, making it even worse. Because you have to have the silence. You have to have the the knowing that you need to be in your own space. And I think a lot of people just get caught up in the 3D musical chair type of thing, and you're going and you're going and you're going, and you don't have the time to stop and say, wait a minute, you know, let's just stop here, let's rest, let's see where we're going, and let's smell the flowers. Because we weren't sent here to be angst all the time. We were sent here to be pillars of energy and common sense and love. Um, so, there you go, Mark. Anybody got anything else they want to say about it? No, it's the, uh, being in the moment, and then because, like you guys have talked up, talked about before, where people tend to live either in the past or the future, and they're almost in their way walking backwards to, uh, towards the future, and it's you know not being in the moment, and then you kind of lose your access to source and nature and things like that because you're you're living for something that, um, you know, uh, you hasn't happened. Yeah, you can't change the past. And the future depends on you being present in the present. Because if, if it's as simple as that. The PowerPoint is where you are at right now, right now, right now. And that's why it's so critical that you don't kind of like get off into these paranoias. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, we, no. The, the not-self-mind is ideal for doing that. The not-self-mind can sell you on anything. <laughs> you can convince yourself of anything. That ice is hot <laughs> and that the, the sun puts out no light. You can convince yourself of anything. Once the, once the mind is, uh, is set on something, oh, it, it can convince you of things that are impossible because, just because it can. So you have to watch out what what you Nancy's correct in in describing her inner dialogue with the thing with the, the generator because that's exactly what you're facing is you're having an argument with yourself and you finally have to realize okay I don't need this <laughs> I don't need to convince myself <laughs> of anything <laughs> no no it's all decision. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and the thing is that, thank you for being wise enough to notice it and realize it as it's happening. How many times do we go through it 
and we don't even realize, oh, uh, uh, six hours after you did it, you finally realize, oh, no, you didn't have to. <laughs> so Well, it's because I don't have the distractions. Oh, yeah. They keep keep perpetuating it. And, you know, I mean, it's like, guys, you gotta, you got to take care of yourselves. <laughs> well, this also reminds me of a conversation I had with my mother recently because I was, re I was remembering an old high school uh, uh, mate from technical school when I went in Argentina where he never lived in the present. He, he he was constantly living in some future time. Like, for example, when he thought, this is, I'm going to say it this the, the correct way, he thought he was in love with this particular girl, and her name was Mabel. So he, he would have these conversations, and we weren't even involved. We were just standing there in the, in the, in the whole room or whatever we, we were listening to him. And he would have these conversations of, oh, he's going to, he's going to be uh, in love with Mabel, and they're going to be together for so long. And then he, and uh, but she's going to be my steady girlfriend. And then uh, I will have another girl on the side. And, and at one point, I interrupted his his monologue, and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, you want her to be truth and faithful to you. But in the meantime, you're going to have some something else on the side. I said, uh, "Does this make any sense to you?" So you want her to be faith, faithful, but you don't have to be faithful. You can do, you can do whatever you want. That, 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 that makes sense to you. This logic, <laughs> and and and, uh, and the thing and the, and the the funny, the comedy of this whole thing is after all that planning, after all that designing his reality or whatever it was, nothing would come to pass because she couldn't put up with him for one more minute. So she did, dropped him like a hot potato. <laughs> and, and it happened with everyone. So because he was never here, he was always living in, 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 in some positive, in some future that he was designing. He was building something in the air, but it wasn't here and it wasn't now. So it never came to pass because it was never here. With all these plans and all these things that he would, he would uh, play, all these stories that play, would play out, they would never play out because he was never here. <laughs> yeah, you, you get that from people from time to time, you know, where they're Always, nothing is right here. It, it, it can always be better. Well, why don't you make it better now? <laughs> exactly. You know, it's anyway a little philosophy. Mark. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for that I got for now. Uh, I don't. Anybody else have something else before we maybe get into the clips? Well, I'd like to cover what this guy is saying about Shanghai, the scientist. <clears throat> you guys don't seem interested in it. I um, just, I just had a quick question for Mark, because I saw it on on uh, on Facebook. Somebody put uh, made a post about something called bio. Yeah, biochar. Uh, 
right. There, there it is. What it sounded like some kind of type of charcoal, but I didn't. There wasn't. There wasn't much. There wasn't much in the ways of explanation. That's I was curious about what that was. Yeah. So it was a um, clip high post on his Twitter. Um, let me preface it. Post was back in the twenty second. And he said, EMF and how to deal with it from a discussion around our efforts, he has a team, to make an Isaac Asimov-style quote-unquote blaster, a ray gun. Uh, lots of EMF generated in these experiments from Ken Schwartz, the C60 guy. Uh, I did post a link in the Facebook group. And so Ken said, um, hi all, um, Cliff. You've talked to your listeners about how you discovered that Shungite is an excellent absorber of EMF of uh, electromagnetic radiation. So too is biochar. Take a gallon of paint and add 10% biochar. Now you have EMF absorb absorptive paint. Uh, biochar is essentially powderized shungite, also known as algae coal, both all carbon. Maybe 20 cents worth of quality biochar in the paint. Easy to do in effects measurable by uh, electromagnetic meter. I might want to use it on your new additions to your house. A downside is that cell phones may not work inside a room. Certainly can help apartment dwellers uh, protect themselves cheaply and effectively from 5G and 4G routers and other electromagnetic radiation sources. <clears throat> uh, soak some towels in a biochar water mixture, wrap them around a smart meter, and let dry. Now you have protection from smart meter uh, radiation. Everybody can get towels and 20 cents of good biochar. Um, uh, and you saw my comment yeah. when I said that. Shanghai doesn't absorb anything. If it did, the the stickers wouldn't work because it would become depleted. But Shanghai doesn't absorb anything. It transmutes things, so it goes from negative to positive. Uh, and like I said, you the the stickers don't suffer anywhere and there because you you're not absorbing anything. You you're, you're transmuting the quality of the of that energy. So. Uh, what I, I don't know what this charge is, this uh, biocharger, but uh, if it's absorbing, uh, it's going to become depleted. So it's not a very long-term solution. Yeah, I've never heard of, uh, what is it, Al algae coal. And somebody replied that it's basically carbon black. Um, yeah, I'm not familiar with those things. So it was just curious the similarities and what they do. And mm -hmm. different tools people can use. So that that was what that was about. Um, and and if anybody knew about that, because I've never, I knew about um, can, but didn't know about that um, substance. So I don't know if that cleared things up. Derek, have you ever heard of it? No, no, I've heard of various substances, but not that exact one. Uh, uh no. How are you spelling that, Mark? Biochar, B I O C H. A R. Huh. Well, Bio uh, biological charcoal. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the concept of algae oil, uh, coal, I would think would be connected to the fact that the algae breaks down and then it ends up being coal, which is what they wanted to say was happening with shungite, is that you know prehistoric life created a environment where shungite was created which is absolutely bonkers 
you have to you, that there's C60 in it. You can't. You don't. You don't ever see this coming out of any kind Shang of. A, yeah, Shanghai doesn't happen inside a planet. It happens in, in between the stars. <laughs> so they, they keep they keep pushing it. It is always oh, it happens this and this and that. no, it happens between the stars. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen in, in a planet. They just Mark. I think the problem is is that they just cannot imagine what it's doing. I mean, they're seeing the effect. An EMS signal can be what they think is blocked or you know absorbed or whatever they don't they don't understand that it's not blocking it it's attenuating it now the reason that i use the word attenuate is because that's the word that well this for one person the scientist when you when you listen to when you see russian translations talking about this emf association with Shanghai, the ones that are getting it are talking in terms of attenuate. They change the signal. There's no absorption happening. Also, uh, there's, there's something else. Forget, something else that's really important. Why would it be important for you to have absorption qualities when something that works without absorbing anything, because one of the things we, we duplicated this over, over and over again when we, we did the test with the Shanghai stickers, when we came across the phantom Shanghai field effect, where you could actually correct the, 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 the spin of the energy with no Shanghai present. You remove the Shanghai from the equation, and guess what? The energy is still corrected. So, do you really need something to be changing? Do you need something to change it, absorb it? No, you don't. Once it gets corrected, it gets corrected. You don't. You don't have to do anything. That's why the the stickers don't deplete, and they don't need to be changed ever so often. Like you, many people used to say, oh, you need to be cleaning your shungite. Oh, you need to. Reactivate your Shanghai. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and all these things, and you don't need any of that. <laughs> no, but sooner or later they'll get it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like I say, the the word attenuate came from the Russian translation of whatever they were saying. And attenuate was the closest English. So, uh, and it, yeah, and, it, and it's proof positive that the work of Shangrit is energy work. It, it, is, it is not something physical. It's not something that has to do with some physical change or something. It, it, it's all pure energy. And you look at it from that perspective and you'll see why it does what it does. Well, the best, you know, Thing is the carbon in a, in a in a water filter. If you've got chungite in it, you don't have to clean it out. Yeah. And you can tell when it needs to be cleaned out because if you you got a car like a Brita, you got a carbon you got carbon in a Brita, <clears throat> and you, you you sometimes you open this thing up and it stinks so much you wouldn't want to have water that was yeah. put to begin with. But you can do how many years, 10 years, a decade of going through your water filter? Has yeah. your sunlight been ever? Yeah, I, I, I use the, um, the Derek sells uh, that specific size of uh, shungite where it's not shungite dust, but it's a, it's a, it's a granular. 
yeah. granular, exactly. And I have the two canisters with that, and it's five years, and you wouldn't know that it's been running for five years. The water is just as fresh now as it's been always. And no smell to it, right? No, You've no it up not at all. That's your that's your proof. Yeah, when when you buy water without carbon exactly. takes the toxins out of it. When it you buy so the active, activated uh, the the canisters with the activated carbon, they they say on the on the canister it says six months. They say the the longest to go with this is six months, and then you have to change the canisters. Uh, well, that's for them, but not for not for me with younger. <laughs> so, yeah, but sooner or later they'll get it. <laughs> uh, Mark, couple questions in the Facebook group. Um, <clears throat> what method can be used to reduce nuggets to a, to more of a powder form? The only way I've done it is with a rock crusher, which can be expensive and messy to do. Oh wait, no, no, that. Oh, yeah, that, that's Derek's answer. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so the question was, um, and Derek did answer it, uh, what method can be used to reduce nuggets to a more of a powder form? I don't know if you guys um, want to cover I that. I think you just buy champagne powder. That yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> but Derek did say, um, I've done it with the rock crusher, which can be expensive and messy to do. I don't even crush it myself. I order it from the mine itself where they're better set up to make it. Yeah, so go get, and then Derek does have two versions of the powder, the raw, and then the S4 powder. So, um, any Derek, additions to that? Derek, are you there? Yeah, no, I'm here, and there's nothing, yeah, the rock crusher thing is obnoxious. I have one exactly for, like Mark had just read. Um, it's messy, you have to breathe it in, and I mean, if you can get it, and it's, you know, affordable, powder is the best way, because I don't even make my own. It's, it's such a process. And then the sifting of it to get it all the particles a certain size. Uh, the only other thing, what a mortar and pestle, I guess you can maybe. But good luck on that anyway. Trying to crush it all the way down. I mean, one rock with another, you better have a pretty strong you know, mortar and pestle setup. But yeah, I don't have another way. Maybe somebody else can email us a, a ways of crushing rock or powderizing it. I mean, what's the point? You're spending all that time trying to do that, and, you know, the powder is not expensive. I, I will say that they were going to shut down that capability of the mine a few years ago until they realized, because of Derek and the bees, um, that, no, they need the powder. And the reason they were shutting it down was for health reasons, because, you know, it's black lung problems you're breathing in a carbon substance but they decided that they would put the money into cleaning up the processing so they could continue to make the powder i bet they're glad they did that because it's getting more and more i need the powder i can't crush my nuggets <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay mark was uh, there another couple good um <clears throat> comments here in the chat um, someone said, I voted today in Michigan, always an emotional day for me. And then while getting my ballot, the computer had a glitch and was rebooted. The poll worker who I was speaking to earlier there said, you know, that happened to the computer while you were here. I knowingly said, yes, I have my shungite with me always. 
So we know that um, everybody's uh, uh, biofield extends at least what six feet. So I don't know if Shungite extends that out more and strengthens it, but <clears throat> it sounds like that, that the Shungite had um, influence to all of this um, voting thing we might run into uh, later this year, especially since, I mean, a lot of people, uh, you guys have talked about it in the show, where there's been a lot of progress in fixing these things in the different, uh, you know, ways they're rigging. And so I think this is a, an interesting energetic um, approach because I know Lindell was talking about that that there's a Wi-Fi way to hack these these machines and he was recommending this device but you know just have Shungite in your pocket and then things are already happening the consciousness on its own right but how many how many machines do you have to treat it because the voting is is done all over the state so there are yeah. several hundred machines I guess and then the the countless layers of like the what they're going to be doing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, Gateway Pundit does good reporting of, of, of these updates of local action and 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 change, but um, I don't know. It, it it's. <clears throat> I guess we'll see what happens. Um, see what else in chat. Well, the thing of it is, is that. They're, they're finding out how they cheat. Okay? I mean, before this, it was like, we know they're cheating. How are they doing it? Well, now they're finding out how they're doing it. And so it's not incumbent to us to get Shungite all over the place. It's incumbent to us to focus on the unraveling of the cheating machinery. Now, let me give you an example, because this is a big one, and this is a big one. Okay? They've discovered that what they're doing in the uh, money gathering, the campaign money, is that they're just s sending in small amounts of money from people whose identity they have stolen to the tunes of tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars. So when you see a comparison of how much money a Democrat has to campaign versus the Republican, it's like, in some cases, four or five times as much, maybe more. Why? Because they're cheating. The, the rules say somebody's got an open mic. It's because you've you got a situation where the, the campaign laws are trying to keep it so that big money people like Soros can't just spend, you know, give you, here, here's $5 million dollars to campaign. So instead of doing that, they're essentially money laundering. Okay, because they're taking money from Soros, saying it's coming from these independent individuals and breaking it down. That's it's huge and it's all over the states. <clears throat> they found they've gone in and they found the records and it's all blatantly there. You've got you when you, you give a campaign donation, there's a record made. And the people that have been had their identities essentially stolen are normally out of work and are elderly or elderly. Okay? So these people don't have the money to spend tens of thousands of dollars putting it in a campaign. And the information that you get in the, you know, the, <clears throat> the record 
is their name, sometimes an address, but that's about it. A lot of times there's not even an address. And you've got to have an identification as to who, you know, prove prove that you're who you are. And that's not there. So they've been able to open up those books and it's all there. Everything. So what we need to do is not worry about getting Shungite. Shungite's already all over the world. There's a Shungite grid. Okay? Enact the Shungite grid to a manifested thought in your own mind, an, an imaginary situation where all of their ways of cheating, Republican and Democrat, whoever's cheating, okay, just that, you're going to stop that. You're going to clean it up. Put your energy there into manifesting a reality that is not cheating. I mean, <laughs> it's as simple as that, really. So, oh, I got, now that we're talking about the grid, I got to tell you guys something. <clears throat> I was doing some woo work. I can't get into it. But it, I, w- I was working with the Shanghai grid. And all of a sudden, because I've been also working with the concept of the 528 love frequency and how powerful it is, there's a lot of science involving it now. And one of the things about the 528 is that if you take a microphone and you put it into the hive, of a, you know, beehive, you're going to get a sound that is 528, so love frequency. So every beehive, every bee is radiating the 528 hertz love frequency. And as I'm doing this, you know, ooh stuff, and I'm in, tied in with the Shungite grid, all of a sudden, I'm starting to focus on the bees and the 528 coming out of the bees. And it was like this, you know, aha moment. Oh, my gosh. Why are the bees dying? Because if the bees die, the love frequency that they maintain in the planet is depleted. I mean, this, is, this is, goes beyond, you know, the sixth, sixth extinction event. This is, you know, maybe the problem we're having with so much hate and diversion and everything is because the bees are being taken out. The love frequency itself. I'm not saying the love frequency can't come in from other places, but the bees seem to be very, very critical to maintaining the the 528 frequency within the earth plane. So just something that I stumbled into this last week. Any comments on that? Yeah, it all connects and makes sense considering um, the bee sound, the buzzing is, is therapeutic and does heal and transform people. Like Derek shared about um, these CD, CDs that are sold where you know it, it's healing uh, sound and frequency, but you don't even need to hear it. You just put it like under your pillow or have it around your field. Um, yeah. Well, anybody can have the experience. Just Google bees 528 hertz and get videos. <clears throat> it, it's, uh, it, it, I, I can't even, I mean, I, I turn that sucker on and it's like this peace comes over you. It's, it's an energetic thing. All of a sudden you feel this calmness that is very deep rooted. And you just immerse yourself in it, and it, it's just, 
the reason it's so healing is because it puts you into a state of balance and calmness. And your body goes, oh, thank you. Now I can do my work. I can heal. And it, it, so 528. And the bees, the Shungite beehive story is is gigantic. You know, the more bees that we can populate throughout the planet, the more love frequency comes into the planet. It's my opinion. Shungite never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Nancy, wasn't there a... So in, in the Facebook group, I put um, Regina Martino's Shungite book. Uh, they had like a sample audiobook preview. And if you go like to audiobook.com, you could buy the whole thing for 18 bucks or unabridged. Um, I know you, for your book, you had a sample uh, YouTube clip somewhere. Like, obviously not in your... Um, what do you call it, your YouTube page, but, um, or maybe if you can find it to give it a uh, um, YouTube page. About what? Your, because you did read a, a portion of your book on, on a, some YouTube page, which is I can't find. Uh, I did? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I remember seeing it. Um, let me see if I can. Uh, yeah, if we can find it, I'll put it up on the news page. Okay. I have I have no idea. I don't remember doing that. Oh, real quickly, Nancy, you mentioned uh, bees a second ago. Well, I'll tell you, I just now looked it up. There's triple the number of bees than there are people on the planet. Not enough. Uh, no, <laughs> but it's a bee planet, not a human planet. Yeah, there's, I mean. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, that audio portion would be good of your book if we can find that. And we'll get it up later. Uh for the listeners, so I'm going to be listening to this uh, podcast later. You just go to the Shungai, uh News page on MissGores.com and assuming we find it, and or maybe, Nancy, you can think about we remake it or make another one and get it up there and share it. I've got the well, capability to turn it. Go ahead. Yeah, if, if right now there's uh, the chapter on, oh, I think it's FAQs. It could be the one on the, the customer testimonies. But there is a section of it the pdf is already up on you just go to the blog uh and on cosmicreality.com hit the blog tab and you'll see books and blog and you go there and you can at least read that one chapter um oh, the yeah. whole book's not up there say again the whole book's not up there for download no, <clears throat> no. Okay. it is the russian version of it is that's right okay <clears throat> but I haven't put that one up yet. Um, I mean, um, I, mm -hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, let me have you finish your thought and then we'll go to the next No, one. that's all right. Go ahead. Okay, Derek, you posted um, these new Shungite rings. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah, those are those are brand new ones. I just was doing that in the background there. I told a couple of you guys about it, but they're solid Shungite, so they're just what it sounds like, Shungite rings. Um, and I just requested another order of them, so I'll have other sizes. But right now, they're available in size 6.5 to 10.5, um, most in there. There's a couple half sizes missing, but I'll get those. Um, but yeah, I'm wearing one right now. Um, and I've, I've been wearing it nonstop for five days or so. So I'm beta testing them. I want to make sure it doesn't, you know, so I took this Arizona trip we just talked about. 
lifted, I don't know how many hundreds of pounds of boxes, this, that, and the other, um, knocking this thing around, making sure it wasn't going to fall apart on me. Now, uh, an add-on there, a little caveat, every ring is different. Every piece of stone is different. Some have weak points in different things. So they all vary, of course, but it's been really durable, working well. Uh, and I'm wearing a size 10 and a half right now. Um, again, we got them in different sizes, and I have not tried to tumble any yet to turn them into cosmic silver shungite rings, but I will be doing that. But for now, they're available on the website um, as shungite rings. Um, I had a session yesterday that a person mentioned to me, and she, it was, she put it together, not me. She was, well, I'm going to get one of your rings. She saw that I had on my hand. They weren't even on the website until five minutes ago. Um, and she just says, what's that? And she goes on to tell me how she rings. Um, she's a, um, uh, a grocery store cashier, and there's the whole scanner. You know, she has to scan products and all of that right over that thing. So she's going to get it, um, the barcode scan, get it to wear on for that reason. And I can think of about 100 other reasons it might be a good idea as well. But basically, yeah, they're available now. And I had trouble making them for the last couple of years because I'm not going to, I can't carve them myself. I don't have the tools, the time um, to do, to make a ring. So I was buying wooden rings, trying to inlay them with Shungite resins, trying to get pieces and parts. And th there were so many steps to the final creation of a ring on your finger that I just, it was beyond my capacity. Um, but yeah, I just came across these and, and checked them out and they work fantastic. And they're just plain Shungite. I hope, I hope that, that Jalissa got my messages to my ring size. No, yeah, I don't. <clears throat> yeah. She might have been, I got the box literally sitting right here next to me of them because I was putting them on the website and I wanted to make sure I got certain quantities on there. Um, but we'll make sure, because I mean, I'll pluck them out of the box is what I'm telling you right now. But I've got more coming, so don't let that, you know, discourage anybody from going on the website and ordering them. Um, but no, they're, they work really well. Awesome. If you're, go, if you're going to tumble them, make sure that the tumbling doesn't crack them. Exactly, which means then you put a a soft buffer in there to fill up that gap. So for, for everybody to visualize, I'm sure, well, you know, you don't want the piece of shungite, like the ring in this case, to bounce from six inches across in a tumble on another hard rock landing on it. So what you do is you put like a, a, a non-polishing stone in, not a stone, but it's usually, you know, silica or something like that to buffer that gap. So now everything's just kind of slowly rolling against each other rather uh -huh. than slamming around. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Yes, I will. Want, I, yeah, I figured you knew. <laughs> well, he's using chunk uh, silver, and he's using chunks of silver in there. Yeah, it's only silver as it's, the tumbling medium, it's called. But then if, if I need to, like I don't have five pounds of rings, and I won't this time to put in there, I need to fill up that, that gap in there, and it's not with another $10,000 worth of silver. Um, I've got that silver in there, more than that, actually. Um, you just need that buffer. It doesn't really do anything other than take up space. You can always use the colloidal silver because the sunlight will absorb it, and you don't. And, and there's not going to be any punishment on the sunlight at all. No, that's that's true. But I'm going to be working in such large quantities, and so mm -hmm. maybe if they in a, if I open up the tumbler in three days and we're oh shoot, I just broke a hundred rings. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fool, but I'm not that big of a fool. I'm not going to hit the tumbler again. I'll probably do the colloidal silver. Uh, you know, I, I want to, because you, you mentioned the colloidal silver, I want to uh, tell you about something. Okay, so I'm into the 528, right? And the guy, uh, Dr. Leonard Horowitz, as a matter of fact, later today, 
there's going to be a show that uh, Mark and I did on him. And he was talking in terms of, um, oh gosh, I just, my mind, I got back into horror with this discussion that Colloidal Silver, he's talking about Colloidal Silver. And he's, he, what he did was he took the Colloidal Silver and then he imbued by just, I think, subjecting the, uh, the solution to the sound of the 528. And, you know, so he's selling this particular, uh, I don't know what he's calling it, but, you know. So anyway, but I make my own colloidal silver. So I needed to make some more colloidal silver. So I took the uh, the sound of the bees, looked it up on the search engine, got a video of the bee sound, and I put it in my phone, and I turned it on right next to the to the uh, b- bottle that I was making the uh, colloidal silver in. You guys have got to do that. You got to try it. It, the energy is astounding, but even the taste is different. And I mean, I, I told Derek, I said, so the first swig I took of this thing, I mean, I, I'm up, I'm doing things, I'm putting it in smaller bottles and stuff, and I said, you know, I wonder what this is gonna, you know, and I took a big swig of it, swig of it. Man, I had to put down what I was doing and go lay down instantaneously i was like holy moly lay down lay down oh and, and it only took a few seconds to stabilize but it was such a explosion in my body of this 528 energy i, I have to assume along with the silver colloidal silver but it you got to try it and you've got spooky uh capability there walt you mm. might want to try doing the same thing, putting a scalar wave into it as you make it. Well, the, I wanted to ask you, are you using the, 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 the CDs of these? Because remember that, uh, that no, lady? I just that, think, no, I, yeah, I know. But it, no, I just went over to, to YouTube and I got a, okay. hive, a hive sound in uh-huh. 528. And I just turned it on. Okay. And um, it, it's... Well, I don't know if I've got that. Um, it, it's just an astounding kind of different energy. And when I've got a cat that's got uh, a persistent runny eye. And he's probably, he might have some other, I, I, he could be HIV. Because I've had another one, the, the Larry guy. So, but Larry's taken the, the, the uh, colloidal silver. And if, if he gets it every day, he's, he's been good. You know, he, the runniness goes away. So this time I used the new stuff, and I immediately saw that the difference was faster. I didn't have to, you know, I missed a day, and he still was okay. You know, and I watched it, and then the third day it started to just a little bit, and I said, no, let's give you some more of this. So I'm watching him as my, my tester on the healing potentiality of it. But you might want to try. Anybody out there that's using colloidal silver, get yourself the ability to make it yourself, and you're going to be so happy because it's going to be so much cheaper. And it's not a big to-do. But you also have the ability to control the energetic environment of the colloidal silver you're making. 
It's just like the re one of the reasons I don't like them making the C60 in a lab is because there's all sorts of energies around it that affect it. And Horowitz understood the uh, you know environment of sound and what we do and how we do it. I mean, I, this, this sound thing is, is really so critical because the other night, there was nothing on the television except uh, Carol King and, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Another very famous singer. And they're, they're doing a concert. And it's all the old sounds that I loved, you know. But as I'm listening to it, I am found myself getting agitated. And I'm going, I sat back and I said, okay, what's happening? And even though the music is different than what it is, it's not natural music. Everything that you're getting is not natural music. And even the old stuff wasn't natural music because of the, the way that they're tuning everything. So even back then, and I can understand why kids are walking around agitated all the time because they're listening to sounds that are doing that to them. I actually had to turn the show off. And this was music that was being done live by the, you know, creators of it to begin with. And it still, it was the off sound of the, the you know, because of Walt telling me all the time about the sound. <laughs> in which well, is, now you know, all the music that I have uh, in my library of music is all been transmuted to the, to the natural sounds. Right. So none of everything is 432. None of it is playing that uh, disgusting commercial music. So, and that change and that change came about in Nazi Germany. Yeah, that's the freaky thing. Is that way back then they knew more about psychological operations to mind control, down to the music. They're the ones that forced everybody to change the tuning. So, you know, when the bad guys know what we're only finding out now, well, a lot and of it's, and you think and you think it's bad here and in, in the U.S. in Argentina it's even worse because here they tuned it to 440, so they raised the, the tuning. Well, guess what? In Argentina it's 445. It's even higher. It's, it's even worse when you listen to the sound. It makes you nervous. It feels like you're like, oh my god, I just want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Isn't that the the country that a lot of the Nazis fled to? <laughs> now you know why. <laughs> well, I know why they changed the music. We are not agitated enough. Change the music. We yeah. don't have an edge all the time. <laughs> anyway, wow, we're down to the last five minutes here, uh, Mark. There's a question in the Facebook group. Um, I put this diagram of uh, walking barefoot and how like certain parts of under your feet uh, connects to different organs. And you recommended a piece of S4 rubber and I mentioned putting S4 powder on your shoes. Uh, someone asked, would having it painted on soles of shoes be as effective or should I paint some inside my shoes too? I'd paint them inside. Well, you, you wear it off. That's why I say the best way of doing that is to get some of the shungite rubber. And you can just take a small piece of it, put it in your shoes. It's not that, you know, in every shoe you get, you just move the rubber. Because if you, that stuff will wear off the soles. Heck, I wear my soles down. 
and even inside if you're you know you're gonna you're gonna wear it off what derek you tried it once we did something and it just kind yeah, of just fell apart yeah 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 so um okay a uh, question does the method of filtering drinking water energetically or structurally affect the water what methods best reverse osmosis filters gravity i have fluoride i have fluorinated water so i like to get rid of that if you use reverse osmosis do you think it's necessary to put minerals back into the water i do plan on making shungite water with it in a pitcher unless there's a better way of adding shungite to the process derek you probably know more about the water stuff yeah on the <clears throat> on the pitcher yeah i mean i would i would just of course you shouldn't got water beads in there um and to be totally honest Half of that just cut out for me. So if it wasn't too long, could you read it again? Um, yeah. Uh, does the method of filtering drinking water energetically or structurally affect the water? Okay. So what method's best? That's the part that cut out because also my whole computer paused. Um, oh, yeah. It all affects the water. But I, I, I filter mine so quickly. I run it through a RO or reverse osmosis filter and then a carbon filter and then a UV um, treatment and all this is in the same machine and then it comes out from there into a glass pitcher and I throw my shungite water beads in there to realign the water put the puzzle back together so it's biocompatible so you can yes so you can run through all these filters but it can all come right back together instantaneously energetically by adding it shungite to it so it really doesn't really matter um, on how many filters you run it through as long as it's not adding particles to it like so I mean a session of the day at a, a filtration system I'm like you better check and see what your RO filter is made of because it's not just, well, I've got an RO filter, I'm good. No. If it's too old or a poor one, pieces come off of that. So it makes no difference how much stuff you filter on the back end if it's just sloughing off parts into your water anyway. And that can be tested with a um, TDS meter for like 20 bucks, a total dissolved solids meter. If somebody wants to go that far, just stick it in your cup of water once it comes out of your filter and then read the, the readout on it. It should be darn close to zero um depending on your water okay okay because yeah, you were asking about filters or gravity and if you use reverse osmosis do you think it's necessary to put minerals back into the water no um, i first of all wouldn't even look at me as, as as anyone of getting my minerals from water that's something that's from way back when when it was good water natural water we should be getting our, our supplements and minerals hopefully from good food and if you can't do that Get a portion of it from good sourced uh, supplements kind of thing but definitely not from your water because that's a closed water system in most cases it goes from your toilet to the wastewater treatment plant back out and i'm not trying to be rude but that's a thing and then they do some kind of filtration depending where you live and assuming their filtration or or wastewater treatment plant is up to standards i used to be a recruiter for those they're not um so that's an issue as well again i don't want to throw too much info at you but yeah, so um, God, there's so many moving parts to water. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I missed it. Was there something I didn't answer there? I think that's pretty much it. The poster, I, I directed them here, and they can always listen to the show and then repost. So um, I should cover it. Okay, and that's the end of the show here. We're going to have to say goodbye. Derek, you want to say bye? Yep. Bye, everybody. Had a great show. Appreciate you all being here. Thank you. Glad having Walt back, too. <laughs> yeah, and, well, Walter, whichever one of you. 
<laughs> okay. Th thank you for having me on the show. We'll see you later again. Take care. Bye. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. And tomorrow, Radio 5G, but I don't know what I'm doing. So be safe, everybody. Cosmic Realities later on tonight. A live show. Here we go. You've been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe. <laughs>